Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Cult Leader early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. You're listening to a Morbid Network podcast. This episode is brought to you in part by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like The Guest List by Lucy Foley. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash Wondery, code Wondery. Hello and welcome back to Cult Leader. I'm your cult leader, Spencer Henry, and this is a little leader where I read the stories that you all share with me. If you have a story you'd like to send into the cult, email it to spencer at cultleader.com and put little leader somewhere in there. First thing I want to talk about is the Facebook group. So much going on there lately, and I'll be 100% honest, I have pretty much zero to do with it. So, you know, shout out to the admin, the mods running it, because I don't know how to. So thank you. But I've been seeing so much cool shit on there lately. My favorite thing this week was seeing everyone's theories on that show I told you guys to watch, Cruel Summer. It's on Hulu. I feel like I'm here just, I'm here to be your young, cool teacher, very young, who's giving you homework when I tell you guys to watch something. And then when you do, I'm like, yes, A+. I watched the third episode this week. It wasn't as exciting as the first two, but I'm still interested to see what's going to happen there. I hope there's a closure somewhere, I swear. If we're left on like a cliffhanger for season two or something and this story doesn't end, I'm going to lose it. Other things I've been watching, I well, I told you guys on Instagram, I'd watched a bunch of the like Stalked by My Doctor movies. There's three movies and it stars Eric Roberts who is Emma Roberts' dad, but apparently, I was wondering, I was like texting with one of my friends, and I was like, do you think that Emma Roberts has watched any of these movies? And she's like, probably not. (laughs) And so I started looking into it, and apparently they have a bit of an estranged relationship. So my guess is not. He's also so creepy in them that I don't know if I would watch it if it was my dad. But who, who am I kidding? It's a Lifetime movie. Of course I would watch it. On this week's Cult Leader, we talked about the Daniel LaPlante story. And holy shit, what a crazy story, right? 
I also asked you guys for some questions on Instagram. I was like, I'll do a little Q&A on today's Little Leader. So I'm going to do that at the end. Oh, but going back to Daniel LaPlante, this is actually great because one of the emails that I received for today's Little Leader is a connection to the story. So we'll start there. They wrote, hello, Spencer. This is my first time ever writing into a podcast. I listened to you with my dog on the way to drop her off to daycare. I also say to her once we were in the car, you ready to listen to Spencer? And her ears perk up. If Listen, if there's one thing I can do, if it's making a dog happy, that can be my legacy. That's, that's all I need. What more could I ask for? So when I listened to episode 124, I gasped at the mention of Townsend, Massachusetts. I grew up in Pepperell on Townsend Street. Oh, yeah which is on the edge of the towns. While I was born in 1994, my parents had lived there since 1984. I never knew about this case, so after listening to the episode, I called my mom and told her that I just listened to a podcast talking about a Townsend murder, and she knew right away and said, yep, Danny LaPlante. See, this is why you guys need to, this is your homework for this week. Talk to your family, ask your parents, hey, do you know of any crazy murders around here? Not only was it big news and everyone was talking about it, but my aunt lived a mile away from where he lived. The craziest part is that Danny ran through my backyard. When he was fleeing, he ran through Pepperell and my mom heard their dogs going crazy and looking outside and my mom saw him run through the yard. That is insane. My mom told the police and they found him a day or two later. Also, my mom's best friend worked in forensics for Massachusetts State Police and he told her that the tracking dog sniffed the house where the poor family was murdered and they broke off their leashes and booked it to Danny's house. Sorry for the long email. I love you and hope you are doing well. Hope this was cool info. Your cult babe, Natalie. Natalie, thank you. That is crazy run-in. I bet your mom's friend has a, a lot more stories if they worked in forensic in Massachusetts, because let me tell you, some shit has gone down in mass. This next email is really strange and weird. It's the first email of its kind that I think I've ever read on here, let alone received, and I'm actually interested to see what comes after I read this. So it says, hi, Spencer. I have a crazy, unexplainable, and seemingly impossible story for you. It was November 2019. My friends, my boyfriend, and I were at a music festival called Day of the Dead in downtown LA. Is that like on Oliveira Street? Probably. The night was going well, and everything was normal. A few hours into the night, we all collectively decided that we needed to stop at the restrooms. Everyone took care of their business, and we started making our way to the next stage. And this is where it gets weird. There were about eight of us total. Six friends were walking a bit ahead of my boyfriend and I, so it was just the two of us walking behind everyone. I saw them all in front of us and so did my boyfriend. I looked down for a second because my boyfriend was helping me zip up my backpack. When we looked up, it was as if our group of six friends had disappeared into thin air. Uh, what? The area where we were at was not crowded at all. We clearly saw them in front of us a few seconds prior. My boyfriend and I turned to each other and were like, weren't they just in front of us? We start looking around and when we looked behind us, voila, there they were. I could tell from afar that they were just as confused as we were. We walked up to each other and they all said, weren't you guys behind us? We looked up and you guys were suddenly in front of us. So here we all are with our minds blown when we suddenly realize one of our friends is missing. We start looking around for her and lo and behold, we see her way ahead of all of us, standing alone and looking around confusingly. She was initially walking together with the six friends that were ahead of my boyfriend and I, and she wasn't with them when they ended up behind us. We went up to her and explained what all seven of us had experienced, and she was just as weirded out as we were. She said she was walking with the group, when she looked to her side and suddenly everyone disappeared. To this day, we don't know what the fuck happened, and I don't think we ever will. A glitch in reality for sure. 
To be clear, yes, we were at a music festival, but we weren't on drugs or any substance that could have made us think we were experiencing something like that. I was literally drinking water all night and my boyfriend and other friends had a couple of beers. Does anyone else have a similar experience? I'm obsessed with the story and wish I could know what happened to us that night. I hope this wasn't confusing. My boyfriend and I love your podcast. Your commentary gives us life. Kiana, and she wrote, she wrote out the pronunciation uh, and they wrote pronunciation included since I know you'd appreciate it. Yeah, I always appreciate pronunciation, Kiana. Uh, that is crazy. My my theory while I was reading that was, oh, you know, music festival. Maybe they were on something. <laughs> maybe they're all hopped up on goofballs. But no, you're saying you were sober. Then you were sober. I'm interested to see if anyone else has stories like this. Things like that definitely freak me out. This next email comes from, oh, it comes from down under. G'day, Spencer. Please try your best Australian accent. Okay. I've been listening to your podcast for a couple of years now and still can't get enough. While bringing up some of your episodes recently, it brought up a memory that I had tried to repress. I think it's what really started my paranoia. How was that? Was that good? I can't do it the whole time. I used to live in a small beach town where basically everyone knew everyone and the town is a tourist vacation spot. So everyone knows who the tourists are. The house next to mine was a rental and we had a lot of people come and go. Countless nights filled with loud music that would keep the cul-de-sac awake. We were used to it by now, however, but we also still kept our guards up in case we got anyone who stepped out of their lane. Lo and behold, it happened. There was a boy which we later found out was 17, and every time I came home from school, I would find him on the street on his bike. When I passed, he always stared, and I could have sworn once that he rode alongside the car. This happened over the span of a week. I cannot for the life of me remember the date, but I was home alone. Normally, when I'm home alone, which isn't an odd occurrence, I have a routine to close all the blinds so I feel more secure in my house, which in itself is twisted because we should all feel safe in our own homes. I was 13 at the time, so I was really drilled by my parents to be safe. Don't answer the phone. We've all seen what happens when a stranger calls. Don't answer the door unless it's us that calls out to you. That kind of schmeal. Yes. Good, good parenting. But for some unbeknownst reason, I decided to leave all the windows open this day, which turned out to be a mistake. I was singing, having the time of my life by myself, when I decided I should take a shower. Oh, by the way, my mom's shift at the pub normally started at 9am and finished at 6pm, and my father was down in, in Wollongong for work which meant I had the whole day to myself. After my shower, I realized I left my towels in my room, so I did the weird run where you're naked and trying to cover yourself. I go to my room and got dressed and went back to singing and dancing. We all lived the same life. 6 p.m. rolled around, and shortly after, my mom arrived home, and by this time, I was chillaxing in my room playing The Sims. Suddenly, my mom burst into the house and runs into my room. With wide, panicked eyes, looks at me and asks, Did you know there was a boy at our front door? Oh no. Completely confused, I looked at her and shook my head. She closed the door to my room and walked in, telling me that I had supposedly spoke to him through the window and had been asking him to come inside. I can only assume he got this information because I had been belting Broadway songs. I was bemused and shocked, but most of all terrified. I was a 13-year-old girl that had never dealt with a situation like this before. Of course, I got the cat calls and the stares, but nothing more than that, which is unfortunate. I mean, yeah, 13... Fucking people are gross. I've had a few more encounters with men that have come up to me and told me stuff that literally made me shake where I stood and I'm 18 now. But back on with this specific story, I hid in my room as my mom went back outside to check and he was gone, but she also has to feed the neighbor's dog since they were on vacation. When she's coming back to our house, he stood at the end of our neighbor's driveway. My mom stopped and looked at him. What's your name? She asked. Kyle is all he said, but after a pregnant pause, he continued. Your daughter's very beautiful. 
I've been watching her. At this point in time, we had no idea that him and his family had rented the house next door, and our entire house at the time was mainly windows, which meant he had probably been watching me over the fence for a few days. Is she single? He proceeded to ask. No, she's 13, you fuck ass. Mom told him to back off because my father was home, which he wasn't, as we know, but it was to scare him, and that we had two vicious dogs, which they are, if they didn't know you, of course. I love that she's just like, husband's there, the dogs are there, watch your back. Otherwise, they're literally the sweetest boys. He then proceeded to continue about how beautiful I was and continued asking about me. It was relentless. My mom then asked where he was from, and he said, Australia. She asked him what town, and he gave his address. She told him to go home, and he retreated. Yes, mom. My mom came in and told me what happened. About half an hour later, someone knocked on the door, and mom opened it and found Kyle standing there with this weird smile stretched across his face. Oh, no. He asked for me and if he could take me on a date. She shut the door in his face, told me to go to my room, and he continued knocking on the door for a solid five minutes before he left. We've seen enough horror movies to know that you would rather be safe than sorry. Yes. So I told mom to call the cops. She did and soon we saw the red and blue lights flashing in the street, and we watched as they arrested the boy. They took him down to the station and later told us that his parents said he has mental issues, and the officers gave him a warning and sent him home. They told my mom that they were living next door for the next couple of days, and my mom decided not to tell me that information until the day they left. My mom begged me to sleep in her bed with her because she knew he was just a fence away, but I had no clue, and I said no and slept in my bed. That night, I slept with a knife under my pillow. I also have another story that isn't as scary, but I went to a Catholic school and we were at church one day to celebrate something about Jesus when I noticed this older couple, about 50s or so, staring at me and my friends from the pew across from us the entire time. When we all got up to leave, as I left the pew, the male reached out for me and grabbed my wrist. I pulled from his grasp and sprinted out. We told the principal, but I never heard of it after that. I think there, I think I was around 12 when that happened. <laughs> I don't like that. Anyway, thank you, Spencer. Hope you're having a lovely day and can't wait for more Cold Leader Podcasts. Love from Australia. I just... Why are men so gross? It's fucking disgusting. I will I will never understand. I, I remember with, like, Olivia getting catcalled and stuff by people who drove by and stuff when we were teenagers. And, like, you just think of it like, oh, it's creepy. But it's like, no, that is... It's so fucking gross, idiots. Cult Leader is sponsored by BetterHelp. Cult Babes, what's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Are you hitting the gym, hitting the sheets for a little nap, looking at your neighbor's house on Zillow? Really though, if time was unlimited, how would you use it? How would you decide what's important enough to make time for? Unfortunately, time is not unlimited, but fortunately, therapy can help you figure out what matters to you so you can do more of it. That's one of my biggest takeaways from therapy, figuring out where to devote time to make the rest of my life easier. I could go on forever about how much less stressful life is once I learn to prioritize my time, but why don't you see for yourself? Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn how to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash leader today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash leader. When you get HubSpot Sales Hub, it's like getting a new teammate. An efficient, organized, helpful teammate who's also super easy to work with. The kind of teammate who reduces everyone else's busy work with a new prospecting workspace. A teammate who keeps the entire team focused and on track with easy-to-use deal management tools. 
a teammate who won't jockey for your promotion, or microwave leftover shrimp scampi in the break room. Learn how you can close deals faster and crush your revenue goals with Sales Hub at HubSpot.com sales. All right, we're going to end with one more story, and it says, hey... There's no subject on this one. Straight to the point. Hey, so I found your podcast. Listen to your most recent episode. And at the end, you guys talked about funeral clowns. And this just reminded me of a great story. My great aunt died in 2016, about a month before all that killer clown bullshit started going on, when they were supposedly roaming the streets and scaring everyone. Do you guys remember that? I remember that. I was at like a... I remember, where was I? I've told you guys this before. I don't remember. I was at a hotel somewhere for work when all of that was going on, somewhere weird, and it was all over the news, like, clowns are standing around on street corners, clowns terrorizing neighborhoods. You know, I'd rather have clowns than a pandemic, I think. Anyways, we had her funeral just when all of it started going on. We had held a family and close friends only service where it was held graveside. We went through about half the service when my cousin just kind of shrieked out of nowhere. And since she was like six or seven at the time, her mom just told her to be quiet and that it was disrespectful. Probably gave her one of those like church pinches, you know, when they pinch the back of your arm. (laughs) The service had ended and we watched her casket lower and we all got into our cars to leave. As we're sitting there driving out of the graveyard, my mom got really freaked out because there was in fact a fucking clown just standing at the end of the graveyard watching us all drive away (laughs) nope my mom started recording it and it obviously clicked that it was probably what my cousin had screamed about earlier terrifying that's what nightmares are made of truly i wish i wish i you had the recording to show me we had told the grave diggers because they had been outside doing other things and i'm not sure what happened after because we just left Not much of a story, just found it really creepy that a random dude in a clown costume probably watched a random person's funeral and all of their family grieve. Love, love, love your podcast, and thank you so much for reading, if you happen to. That is awful. Uh, Madison and I, actually, on one of the recent obituary episodes, was it out already? I think it's out already. There was a man pretending to be a ghost who, at a cemetery where a family was having a funeral, and he got, he ended up getting like a fine or something for it. Why, are, why are people like how they are? I guess this is why we have Cole Leader, right? We like to talk about the people doing things that we don't understand. Thank you for your stories this week. I actually had so many stories coming this week, but. These these were the selections, okay? Maybe you'll hear yours next week. Without further ado, let's get to some questions that you guys had for me. I pulled up screenshots of all of your guys' questions, but I didn't go through them yet. So this is just a... You're getting live reaction, okay? Not a lot of editing going to happen on this one. Well, this one's nice. The first one. What's your favorite songs? Listen, I have a lot of favorite songs. I actually made a Spotify playlist. I'll share it. I promise I'll do it too. I will share it on my Instagram stories on the Cult Leader podcast so that you guys can hear what I my favorite songs are. Are you a March or February Pisces? P.S. Hi from a March Pisces. Hi, Madison. Hey, you have my best friend's name. Um, I am a March Pisces. I was born on 3-3, March 3rd. So threes are my lucky number. Favorite episode favorite episode ever? I you guys, I gotta say, Marilyn Monroe episode, loved doing the Marilyn Monroe episode. I think the Annalise Michelle episode is one of the scariest episodes. I think Armin Mives is the grossest episode. Danny LaPlante, though, from this week, really is in my head. Frogging just freaks me out. 
Would you ever make a YouTube? I love cult leaders so much. I'd die if you did a YouTube. Unfortunately, I probably will never make a YouTube. I'm just not... It's not my vibe. I'm into the podcast vibe. I like to just sit here behind a microphone, just me and sometimes other people. If you could have a dream guest on the podcast, who would it be? If my dream guest to talk to on a podcast, my podcast, any podcast, would be Karen Kilgariff. She's from the My Favorite Murder podcast, obviously. I think she is just fucking hilarious. I think she's so witty and charming. I just, I love her. Is there any cases that you wouldn't cover? Yeah, there's like pretty much any shooting cases. I'm just not into. What do you think about Scott Peterson? Fucking guilty. I don't care what they say. He is guilty. When are you going to do merch again? So merch will actually be up next month, maybe sooner. I have a call on Monday about merch. Then so hopefully I will have a more clear answer for you guys after that. Let me know in the comments if there's anything specific that you want brought back for this merch launch. How are your plants doing? Thank you for asking. Still still alive. I feel really confident. If you could join any cult just to see what it's like being in a cult, which one would it be? That is a good question. I th- I'm going to say Scientology, and I would like to be a celebrity in the Scientology world. Like, they had the Celebrity Center in Los Angeles, and I dr- I've driven past it so many times, and I'm like, what I would give to be a fly on the wall in that room. What made you want to switch from Instagram to a podcast? So for those of you who don't know, if you've been around for a while, you already know, Cult Leaders started just as a series on my Instagram stories, and then they just got longer and longer, and then eventually I was like, okay, I need to take these somewhere else, and you know, it just happened to be a podcast, and I'm so fucking glad I chose that. I I just love this cult. I love this gig. Do you think you would co-host slash host another podcast other than Cult Leader and Obituary? Right now, I'm my hands are tied. I feel like I'm I just I love what I'm doing. I'm I'm the type of person where like if I don't like doing something, I won't do it. And Cult Leader and Obituary, luckily, are two things that I found that I never get sick of. And especially I'm sure a large part of that is because I just have a cool cult. So this is it for now. I have thought about doing like episodic series like a like a six part thing on a completely unrelated subject that I'm familiar with so you know that's all the hints I've given for now do you ever struggle finding sources for the podcast murder cult etc sources not so much unless it's an older case if you're if you're referring to topics which I think you might have been definitely not (laughs) you guys send me so many topics and I just have so many to choose from now that I just go through the request that you guys leave in the Facebook group or on Patreon, I started asking. Uh, really, I get so many emails though, and just even in my regular life, like friends of friends will be like, "Hey, have you ever heard of this?" Or like, if I if I'm out with new people, they'll be like, "Hey, Spencer has a podcast about cults," and I'm like, oh, "Okay, thank you." And they're like, "Have you ever heard of this one?" <laughs> so I don't know. I feel like they just kind of they're just around now. It's taken over my life, but I like it. Let's pick, let's do one more to end on. I I get so sick of talking about myself. Oh, here, perfect. Have you heard of the Love Has One cult? Yep, have heard of it. It's in Colorado and all this shit, my phone on Tuesday was going insane because all this shit started coming out about it. But I'm saving it. I was going to try and talk about it on today's Little Leader, but I was like, no, 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 no. This has to be a full on episode, so... 
that once I start pulling everything together, I already kind of have some articles printed out and stuff, but I'm going to go through and hopefully we'll have a full on episode about it very soon. All right. This feels like this feels like a good place to stop. So I'm so that's what I'm going to do. I love you guys so much and I will see you on Monday. Until then, you know, close your blinds. You never know who's watching and class is dismissed. Goodbye. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Cult Leader early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen early and ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. Auto Trader.